you're very welcome to Southpod. As NHS staff, we are very used to working under great pressure at times, but the last few months really have brought a pace and intensity that none of us have seen before. And inevitably, sustaining this way of working can can really take its toll on both our physical and our mental health. Here in the Southern Trust, we have been very fortunate to have the support of our own specialist psychology team. And from that team joining us today, we have Dr. Lorraine McGurk, a consultant clinical psychologist for staff wellbeing. Lorraine, you're very welcome back. Uh, Last time we spoke to you, you were setting up um, your service for staff. So how have colleagues been interacting with this service over the last number of weeks and months? Thanks for inviting me back, Ruth. Um, It feels like a long time since I was here last. Um, Yes, so we have set up a number of different elements to our staff wellbeing support service. Um, We have a helpline which has been running and it's open now between 9am and 5pm Monday to Friday. That's for any staff member, but particularly for staff if you're self-isolating or shielding or working from home, really encourage staff to to pick up the phone if any worries or would like to talk to one of the psychologists uh, who staff that that helpline. You'll find the contact numbers on, on on the mental health psychology tile in the SharePoint and managers also have these to hand as well. You can just give the staff on the helpline a call directly through that. How have staff been interacting with the service then over the last number of weeks? Well, um, staff have been attending um, a number of different um, services provided, as well as the helplines where staff members are are ringing into that. There's also a community-based support team across the trust, and they have devised um, what we call pause pods. So these are calm spaces which staff can access right across the, the entire region of the trust. And they also offer group sessions for staff reflection and discussion and support. And so you can avail of, of their service on an ongoing basis. It's been very well received, actually. Um, staff, I think, are quite open to thinking about their well-being now at this mm-hmm. point. They've been through a lot. And actually, um, we know that healthcare professionals really go that extra mile. And even though we're in a different phase now of the pandemic, things are not quite over. And so, but staff are, are probably thinking about their how they're feeling and realising that they need that little bit of support because of the extra effort that they, they've put in or because of, of what, all the things that they've been you know, dealing with. Here in um, Craig Avon, we have dedicated support team for the Craig Avon hospital site. We have also in Daisy Hill, we have dedicated staff there to support staff on site. So those those services are still available to staff and really it's for emotional support and a listening ear for staff ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what you say about that staff really have reached that point where they're starting to think about their well-being. And I know we've all been through so much upheaval over the last number of weeks, whether it's homeworking or homeschooling or coming to terms with these Zoom meetings or social distancing, whatever it is. So we have a lot of staff, I suppose, I'm sure, struggling to adjust and adapt to these new norms, if you like. And Lorraine, what advice would you have for, for them? Well, I suppose the first thing um, for staff to know is that this is quite normal what we're experiencing because we're creatures of habit. We like things to be very clear and certain. And this is really a time where things are very um, unclear, actually, and things change a lot. I mean, we're sort of in a, in a limbo now in the stages where we're sort of in between no COVID and COVID, if you like. So um, a lot of the things um, that we would think of as normal, we 
we don't have and potentially we're not going to be fully back to normal quite some time and actually there may be things that continue to be different in our lives so first of all I'd say to people that the stage that you're in now is you've had a very busy period of time and a lot of activity and organizing and really going that extra mile so a lot of the time our stress hormones will kick in um, whereas now we are in a stage that where we may be feeling um, more tired overwhelmed exhausted and if you're not feeling your like your normal self or you're a bit more irritable or grumpy or snappy all of those things are normal human emotions in the face of what you have been dealing with so i suppose to give some reassurance that over time to break things down think about this as the and then the next next short while or the next wee while that this is how things are are going to be for me how you may be feeling um sometimes we can be quite critical of ourselves and we can be cross with ourselves for feeling the way we do um so it's really about bringing understanding to ourselves that this is normal and actually pulling our mind back to the present moment rather than running ahead using supports that you have actually is, are really important so even if you can't be with others that you are connecting because human beings need connection and support and especially in times when we feel more distressed or emotional i would say that if there are practical things that you can do to actually to try and resolve difficulties that you're having definitely use that we think of that as sort of a problem focused coping so to take steps to resolve whatever issues you have so that's that's sort of the practical problem solving approach for any issues that that maybe you have that, that can be resolved and then also to think of if needed emotion focused kind of coping strategies that people can use people tend to maybe use alcohol to avoid or dull down the emotions but that is only really a short-term strategy what tends to happen is that those emotions pop up again so to really use strategies that help you manage your emotions so those are things like soothing activities or things that you normally use so things that make you feel calm and soothed and relaxed and also to connect with others who who make you feel feel that way and also to talk to others about what you're feeling we also have a number of practical tips on our youtube channel that people can access staff can have a look at and and some videos that we like and also some that we've made and some practical techniques some physical um activities physical activity and exercise are really important and music as well so those things are really important and if you have a, if people have a look at our our youtube channel it's southern trust psychologists if you, if you put that into youtube it'll pop it'll pop up and you'll see a number of different different videos and uh, techniques that i would recommend staff to have a look at there may be some things that appeal to you as a don't but actually if you can try and explore the things that may that may or may not work you find maybe one or two new ones that you haven't haven't thought of that's great advice Lorraine and I'm just thinking you mentioned music there um, as one of the sort of coping mechanisms and I know you've come up with some really innovative approaches to help our staff with everything from breathing techniques in their PPE and to using music in the donning and doffing stations do you want to tell us a bit more about those yeah well I suppose um we consider anything that taps into your senses like music or your breath really are grounding techniques so they bring us back to the present and they help to really um, bring us into the here and now and stay in the present moment. Um, and they also is distra- they can also distract us in a healthy way from the, the worries and the anxiety that we have. So we have looked at the environment. Often people think about that psychologists um, are, you know, offer supportive 
talking therapies or supportive spaces to help help others but actually part of our role has been looking at the environment looking at the, the work environment looking at the ppe um, and and what that does to a person uh, on, a, on a psychological level and how it affects communication and uh, team dynamics and all of those sort of things so we've mm. been we've been um, offering managers and teams advice and, and understanding about why they may be feeling the way they are one of the things that we noticed was that there's a lot of what we call anticipatory anxiety as you're waiting to put your PPE on or you may be anxious before you go into work so that's why we've developed a number of breathing uh, techniques for specifically for PPE but also one that is you could use at any time then we had a, a lovely offer from Q Radio to, to, to produce some music for us we had asked um, would it be possible to have music played uh, in the in the foyer we're starting here with Craig Avon, but hoping to, to broaden it out to Daisy Hill when we get the equipment set up. And it, it basically, it's music energizes you, it distracts you, it, it changes your emotional systems uh, in a good way. So we're, we wanted upbeat music that would help distract and move people away from that anxiety. And then um, also to not have any news or ads because they can bring you back into difficult negative emotions and back into the, what's happening in the world. So if you if people are in Craig Avon, we've just set it up just outside the Donnan area there. And it's just really to, to create a different atmosphere in the hospitals. So we hope that staff are, will feel the, the impact of that in other in other areas. Trust in T- Daisy Hill as well. We get that sorted out. But it's just a really innovative, innovative way that we can use your our understanding of psychology to help people in a very simple way, actually. Um, and the same with the breathing techniques that we've, we've asked staff to, to think about using to help themselves because wearing the PPE is really, really another very difficult thing to have to wear um, and does is very triggering at times for staff and emotionally emotionally difficult as well as in the physical temperature and the discomfort that it brings and the pain that it can bring at times as well. You're speaking a lot here about our staff particularly on the um, our two acute sites and I'm just thinking about our colleagues who have been off through this period because of shielding um, and I'm just wondering are they able to still contact you Lorraine have, have they been in touch with you or what particular difficulties or issues might they be facing? Yeah I suppose we kind of find that there are two categories of, of people who are at home, maybe people who are unable to work because of um, the health problems or being in an at-risk group, if you like. Um, And we find that for some of them, they might feel guilty about being at home or feel frustrated. So there may be difficult emotions for them or or feel disconnected from their colleagues. So we've had some, some contact from staff in those categories as well through our helpline and, and actually some contact from, from people directly to the different parts of, of the staff wellbeing support services too. One thing I would say is that people who are working from home because they have to shield um, fall into a different category entirely. So if you are working at home, you're still at work. There may be an awful lot of other challenges that you have, um, you know, maybe juggling family commitments, feeling guilty that you can't be at work or that maybe others think that you're not working hard but actually the research would suggest and and from my conversations and, and my assessment of it as well is that you're probably taking less breaks you're not seeing the people that you would naturally see to have sort of pauses in your work day which is re- are really important 
Um, and so it's really important that staff who are at home can recognise this, that they do make time for themselves as well. And, you know, and fall into this sort of idea that we should be having back-to-back Zoom meetings or, you know, meeting space uh, t- meetings because we're available. But actually, we all need natural breaks during our day. And so we're trying to make everyone aware of the, the, the importance of, of slowing down, having breaks and making time, actually making time as you would do in your in your normal working day to have those natural breaks and connection with others and staying in touch with, with colleagues uh, when possible too. That's such sound advice, Lorraine. Um, and I'm I'm just thinking when we when we talk about this, it tends to be in that how big a challenge it is. And I'm wondering if we looked at this from another perspective, because whilst we all find change difficult, in many ways when we look back over the last few months, there's been huge innovation and creativity and a coming together of staff really to meet this challenge head on and come up with new ways of working or doing things. And is there something about focusing on what we've learned and looking towards the positive that can help us as well? Absolutely. And I think we're starting to see um, staff have conversations with us, either individually or in groups, about some of what you're talking about there. Um, Although there have been an awful lot of challenges and negative things and things that maybe haven't been the way that we we would want them to be, the, there, there is that sense of like, what are we learning from this experience? What, how, have we grown? What would we do differently? What would we keep doing actually that would be helpful to us? Um, and and there has been a real sense of pulling together in community spirit. So we, I mean, that's a really helpful thing for people um, as they work through those difficult emotions that that can arise or as, as in this phase of of the pandemic and to actually think about the meaning of all of this for them and and the, the purpose that they've had in all of this too and to try and have a flexible mind where we balance both parts actually the things that didn't go well but actually draw our mind to things that that, that did go well or that that were helpful and and how how we relate to that in ourselves so that that can be really helpful you know even the idea of having to work differently with with people who um with, with patients whose family can't be in contact with them and how you have been in the link person or what you have done to really help that, the families we've had really good feedback from staff members who have had family members in in hospital and saying how much they appreciated staff the effort that they went to to help their their relative and also in the community as well you hear those stories right across the board so trying to, to to see the broader picture is a really really important thing and to see as you say the positives and things that we're grateful for I think maybe one of the things that will come out of of all of this is that we'll be more aware of the things that are important to us and and do more of of that and see more of the people that we we um, want to see and be connected to especially when we can't see them at the moment. Lorraine, I'm sure you have been incredibly busy over the last number of weeks, but are people still able to access this service? Yes, they are. Um, and we are encouraging staff to, to use the service if they if they feel that they need that support. And in some cases, staff will feel that they want to give themselves a wee bit more time, that they use their colleagues, still use the, the wellbeing check-in, and connect to um, their natural supports, if you like. But if if staff need us, we're we're here and we're in the community. 
as well as the acute sites um, and obviously the helpline is still available for any staff member too. We really want to encourage staff to, to use that and we do have some, as you're talking about innovative techniques, we have some really effective techniques that help anxiety and to release that um, from the from the body, especially if staff have had um, a lot of difficult things to deal with where the anxiety has built up. Lorraine, do you want to give us the number of the helpline? Yes, so the telephone number is 028 37 562 600. Lorraine, thanks very much. Thank you.